Welcome to this week's Silk Grassroots Podcast, the Amateur Footballer, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get Down to Play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Amateur Football Podcast on the Suck platform. Hope everyone is well. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please like and subscribe. So this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Uh, this is, I'd say, a bit of a little plug. Uh, so the Amateur Football Platform has has a show that comes on every Monday called the Starting Eleven Show, hosted by Billy, Joe and Michelle. And they talk about all things football. Um, Billy's a Chelsea fan. Joe is a Pompey fan. And Michelle is an Arsenal fan. And they, honestly, they literally know their stuff. They they have, you know, actually all of them have their own opinions about their teams, other teams. Um, they, they have banter. They have serious conversations. They have disagreements. <laughs> You know, it's everything that you want in a show. So this episode, of course, is the you know World Cup, and this is the yeah I'd say the roundup of the first week. Uh, they talk about the England Iran game. They talk about the Saudi Arabia game. Um, they kind of talk about certain players for England. Should you know should they actually be in the squad? And um, some very interesting points. And also they have their own predictions for the. Uh, England-USA game that is today. So please, please listen. And if you love what these guys are saying, they are on every single Monday. Uh, the show is called Stein 11. Uh, and um, and yeah, we will, we will definitely hear from uh, these guys more and more um, on the platform. So thank you guys for listening. And uh, tune in, and I'll see you guys next week. Good evening, guys. I hope you're all well, and welcome back to the Amateur Football Channel, and welcome back to the Starting Eleven. Now, today is not our usual Premier League take. It is now the World Cup, and we are going to be discussing, as you can see on the background, the England flag, and we are going to be discussing mostly um, the England game, and there may be a few surprises as well. Uh, today we are joined by the man himself, Joe. Say hello. Evening. And we are joined by Michelle as well. Say hello. Hello, guys. Now, I mean, what a way to kick off England. 6-2 against Iran. Um, I wasn't sure how I felt about the game. I'm not massive about England this year. I got my hopes up last World Cup. And after the squad selection that Southgate put out, I'm just, I'm just not really 100% with it. And then you see that sort of score result, and especially the formation we played. We played a 4-3-3, a maybe a 4-2-3-1, um, which seemed to work really well. Um, did you two see the game? Yeah, yeah, we watched it. Great Monday, Monday well, lunchtime. 
lunchtime game. I guess the excitement for England wasn't quite there because obviously the run-up to the World Cup, they hadn't really been performing. Um, so I think that obviously had an, another flavour to it. But uh, the scoreline is is good, but we have to remember it. I know this respect to Iran, but it is Iran. That's my personal opinion. Um, I think no matter, I think once we get up against like the likes of like USA, Wales, the back line's going to be tested and I don't think they really were. And actually, to be fair, Iran still scored two goals. Let's not, let's not ignore that fact as well. I mean... I'll give them one. They scored yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, but no, but still, but the, the scoreline's at lie, right? So ultimately, whether we disagree with VAR, whatever, that's the final, line, final scoreline. But... You know, I think we will be tested. I, I I don't know. I mean, it was a great start, great for their confidence. I think USA and Wales, I mean, probably after watching those two games, maybe, well, I don't know. Either one will be a test, right? Um, but I do worry no. about the difference. No, I'm the same as Joe. Okay. I mean... We'll see, we'll see. But, like, yeah, I mean, were great, let's not lie. Yeah, yeah, they were really good. Um, yeah, I think, I'd say I'm a little bit like opposite to Shell. I understand Iran, Iran. You know, they're, 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 but when you look at what they've done in qualifying, finishing above South Korea, 25 points out of 10 games, some good teams in their group. I think it's easy to say Iran's a good team. I think in previous World Cups, we've played Costa Rica and teams like that and really struggled. So I actually think Iran will not lose three games. I think... Do you know what I actually think will happen? Mm. So by our logic of football, we'll have maybe toughest, tougher games from Wales and USA and everyone's going to beat Iran. That's not going to happen. I actually think Iran showed a lot of energy and that is something Wales massively lack. I think Iran will beat Wales and I think between USA and Iran, it could be close. I think Iran could possibly still go through. Um, Wales had no legs. No legs whatsoever. Bale is finished. I'll put it out here. He has quality in a shot, but yeah, I think he's finished. Um, but yeah, really positive performance. Yes, it's only Iran, but in my opinion, it's the type of game previously England would have made look a lot difficult. And we'll get to the penalty decision maybe later on. I won't touch on that. Um, I, I want to quickly see your opinions on the midfield three, particular for England. I felt them three. I know we've seen Bellingham and Rice in the two midfield sort of um, positions, but in that three, Mount, Bellingham and Rice all looked phenomenal in that midfield. Rice was maybe that deeper, and I feel the way we were playing our fullbacks, um, they were more inverted if you will. Like, so for instance, we'd had the, we'd play the four at the back. We'd have Luke Shaw or um, Trippier push up into the midfield, almost going to a back three, have Rice and a fullback in the DM. And then we'd sort of have the two, uh, the eight and the 10 pushing more forward. And I felt the the tactical play that Southgate's currently making, especially in that game, has been a huge um change around compared to the boring back five that we used to. Um, what's your sort of thoughts on the midfield that we've played? Uh, Shell? Do you know what? Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think for me, like, even as, like, as much as a starting 11 like, in, in the midfield and, 
in terms of attacking was great. I even think the bench, like the, even the rotation in terms of like who he brought on as well. Like I was a bit like, actually, I can't remember the last kind of England squad where actually it's interchangeable of like, you know, likes of Grealish coming on, like Foden as well. Like, I think for me that, that you're right, that midfield attacking option is so strong for England. And actually I think that's our point of difference. Like I know we're going to talk about later in terms of like favourites, etc. But I think... Obviously, my worry is the defence, but our attacking options are so strong. And they actually all looked com- really comfortable, which I don't know why I didn't expect to see it. Even as Iran, I didn't expect to see it so early on. I think, obviously, being pampered by previous kind of performances, but they all looked comfortable. They all looked like they played together, like, quite consistently, which obviously they haven't. But that was quite comforting to see. So, yeah, no, I agree. I think, actually, like, Southgate has got a stick of, of late, but I think... He has definitely made the right choices within the midfield and attacking options. Um, yeah, Joe, what's your sort of thoughts on the midfield? Um, for me, it was nice to see the Bellingham that everyone tells me about. I know he's a good player. Um, I thought he was really composed on the ball. Um, I've not really seen that forward side to him previously in England games. He seems to be more sort of holding in the two, but he sort of, um, I think because of the opposition and maybe just because of the tactics, he was able to sort of be a little bit more further upfield rather than alongside Declan Rice. And it was nice just because whenever I see him for Dortmund or I've watched a Dortmund game, that seems to be where he plays for them. Um, not an out-and-out attacker, but he sort of drives forward with the ball and makes forward passes. Um, so really pleased with Bellingham. Um, I mean, if you're going to talk about a midfield What's really nice is all of our attackers are midfield. Kane was dropping deep. I know some people don't like that, but it is good to link play. Um, you know, Saka's interchangeable. Yes, he's on the wing, but he he's not scared of coming through the middle. I, I felt like the whole team were a midfield in a positive way. Um, yeah, the subs come on, like Shell said. Really positive. Um, Grealish is a funny one because... He is sort of a game changer in a sense of he dribbles the ball and, and offers a little bit. You know, he can beat players that are right in front of him or win a free kick. And it's quite a particular skill um, to have, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm drumming on. It was a good performance. It was a good performance. I'd like to see Bellingham in the later rounds. I'm sounding a bit confident here, but I am. I'd like to see him do the same against better opposition because I feel that if you've got two holding players. Um, certainly, that's the best I've ever seen Bellingham play for England, like I say. So, I'd like to see him keep that advanced role. Whether Gareth will give him that licence, I don't know. But I think it really made a difference to to the front men being able to get forward. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm quite intrigued by the fact that you highlighted Grealish. Um, have you lot seen what his celebration was about and everything with Grealish? Yeah. The whole thing with that kid and that. Um, I actually do it pretty similar, to be fair. <laughs> um, would you say that Grealish in an England shirt is the closest we've seen to when Grealish was at Villa? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, it's, I think, no. I, I was say, what do you not think? No, no I think he's England than he is. He's similar. I think the difference with City is you have to release the ball quicker. England are certainly slower. When you watch City, it's pass, pass, edge of the box. I think Grealish is better when he's allowed to sort of run at people a little bit. 
I wouldn't say he's better. I think he plays in a very strict Pep sort of style. And I think actually that's probably unfair criticism on Jack. Yes, he, there's a lot of people saying that he should get more goals, but I think he's more suited to that sort of run and give and go. City's very tick attacker. And I think that's ultimately why he's not necessarily hit the heights that a hundred million player would. Um, I think Man City brought him for that option, if I'm if I'm making sense. International's a bit slower. He seems to be able to get the ball, head up and carry it. I don't see him carry it for City. If you think about City, it's constant two, three, four, five yard passes. So I just think he's allowed to have a little bit more freedom in terms of how he plays. Yeah, and I think he feels confident, right? You see it, right? I think, which is interesting because you look at Foden and I don't think he's as comfortable in an England shirt as he is in City. And, that's my opinion, and that is, again, goes back to the formation. I've said yeah. it before. I think I've said it to you, Sha, over and off. Yeah. My, my biggest criticism of Gareth is what he does to Foden in an English mm. shirt. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 the same respect I'm saying for Jack. It probably helps him. For Foden, it doesn't yeah. because yeah, he yeah. doesn't get that free licence, especially especially if Bellingham's going forward. Foden sometimes will have to sort of hold his, his shape and position on the field a little bit more. Mm. Whereas at City, he's given a licence to, to really sort of roam as, as a free man up top. So um, that's, I think that's the dilemma for Gareth mm. on who he lets go and who he gives licenses to in certain games. Um, you, you did speak about Kane as well, um, him dropping deeper. Not everyone likes Kane dropping deeper, but he is, he, how do you describe it? He's very selfless in that aspect. Mm. He, 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 he was... Um, sort of that centre foot, similar to Firmino, where he would drop a bit deeper, but he was able, maybe not as, obviously as flary as um, Firmino, but he was able to get them passes through behind. He was knocking on the ball or stuff like that. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of it personally. We saw it in the Euros where Kane was dropping so deep that he, he was pretty much a central midfielder. Um, I'm not a fan of it. How do you two feel about him? I don't think he dropped his deep on on Monday though. To be fair, and no, actually, he didn't. He didn't, no, he he didn't, didn't. But it's probably the first time I appreciated that play from him. Maybe because he's Spurs, and I can't get past that as an Arsenal fan. So, like, I'll put that down to my own. No, I don't think that's the case. But I oh, do you not think. Okay, fine. It's no, not well, me. Whilst, you're, whilst you're on it, I mean, there probably is a bit of that. <laughs> but I, right, no, but I think in the game against Iran, where they got the, well, I say early goal, wasn't really early, but early goal. Um, and that confidence was there. You could see that they were sort of going to win, in my opinion. I didn't feel in, mm. feel worried any point. For, for yeah. an England game, we could play anyone, and I'm always a bit worried, like Slovenia or anyone. Yeah. No disrespect to any Slovenian watchers. But <laughs> um, what I felt is the attacking presence that Saka um, and... I was waiting um, for to be named. Thank you. Thank who's you. the other? Who played Sterling. the other side? Sterling. Um, Sterling. The attacking presence that we got, where well, you see from the, from the Kane cross, them two were, they were forward. They were upon the last man. So I think the issue for me is I've got an issue when Harry Kane drops deep to get the ball and there's no one in front of him. I think yeah. that's where the problem comes. But when yeah. you see one, he was dropping deep. There's people going into the box. Yeah, that, That's a different mentality. And actually, when you think about that, 
That's got nothing to do with Harry Kane. If he can drop deep, but the players are still attacking, does that make sense, Shell? No, it does, it does, it does, it does. Whereas before, we've seen him come back on the halfway line and everyone's still there. And it's like, I don't really want him involved in the play. Like Billy said, we mm. need to score a goal. But there's, you know, I think it's different. I think the way he dropped off against Iran is how I would accept as a manager for him to drop off against any team. I don't yeah. want him just playing centre mid, like Billy said. But would you rather him be that sort of number nine target man that we can no. be looking for? Or no, I, don't think, I don't think today's game, and that's why you're seeing the breed of target men die. That's why you're seeing not many droppers. It's not because the talent isn't out there. It's because football takes a different approach. And you're seeing that because they're expecting more. But no longer do people want number nine to stay up top and hold the ball. They want you to be able to hold the ball, run left, go at the ring, cross it in. So much more is expected. And I think to be competitive at a high level and win stuff, both internationally and um, domestically, you you have to have interchangeable players up top. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about... Obviously, Saka getting involved. I know, Michelle, you're probably going to love it. That smile's already coming out. Joe, I know you're a massive fan of Arsenal I'm as well. I'm trying. I'm trying not to be. I've tried. You're not going to find a Saka, though. And he came through, didn't he? Like, what What a play. Look, it's not, it's not even that I'm a big fan of him. He earns me as a fan. I've not tried to cling on to Saka. <laughs> I just love them. You have no I reason wish, to. It's fine. I wish... Yeah, it, you don't have to try hard to like him. You know, he's he, in my opinion, he's like an English son. He's just likeable. There's Chelsea fans. And Bill, you've got a minute. There is Chelsea fans and there will be Tottenham fans that go, do you know what? I like him. But they might not say it out loud, but I know they do. Oh, they do. I, that's why people like to breeze the haters going up. He won't be an arsehole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just hating. That is yeah, positive. Just hating, no, 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 no. I understand to Brees's point. I like Saka. It, for a player, same the, the same sort of feeling I have towards James or Mount, that sort of young player that comes through f- from your academy who you absolutely adore. Or Good attitude. Yeah, he, an absolute gem. Those who haven't been as consistent as Saka, though, but go on. Sorry. Yeah, that was just I, I'm not saying how consistent <laughs> that was. I'm saying no, I'm, how joking, I'm, just, I'm just being really shady because, you know, Saka scored two goals. How you feel towards Saka as someone coming through the academy, that's how I feel, especially with James. Mount's dropped off, but James, for me, is one of the best players at our club. Um, But anyway, (laughs) the the point I have with Saka is I can understand Tabrice's point with if Arsenal do not get the top four, that they have seemed to be bottling. Obviously, they're having a completely different season this season. But I can understand Saka potentially wanting to go to the next level because he's got the ability to go to the next level. So if Arsenal don't make it to the Champions League, I can understand why other clubs could be looking at Saka as an option. That's We we know that like Klopp's been a fan of Saka for a long time. And I've even, I've said it, I was like, if we don't get top four, he will leave. But Mm. looking at the season currently, I don't think that's a concern, is it? Not currently. (laughs) Just wanted to put that out there. Thank you. Thank you. But that's why we understand with Tabrice's point on it. That that, no, that was right. my point. I, I know I Roy think... Keane's I know Roy Keane's got an issue with people playing with a smile on their face. 
But I like it. Not necessarily just on their face, but the way they play. He mm. plays like such a free player. Do you know some people, are, they sort of get into big games or World Cups and you can just sort of see they're a bit tense. Mm. He doesn't seem tense at all. You know, and I know he missed, missed the um, the penalty but um, in the final, but even the game, he didn't really seem that tense. I think he handles pressure really, really well. And I enjoy watching Saka, whoever he's playing for. And for me, um, yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so happy for him. I'm so but on, happy on, on that panel. That's actually a good point, though. Like, I mean, Sancho's not there, but it was amazing in this game. For me personally, my personal highlight was the fact that Saka scored two. He got player of the match, man of the match. Rashford. I mean, I hate Man United, but he scored. And actually, for for those two to score. In that, like the the first like competitive really game, nice. so yeah. it was so it's just such a nice let's tie this in the bow and like you know like move on because I think after Saka missed that penalty, I mean let's remember as well he had never scored a, a club penalty for Arsenal, but after he he was actually one of our key penalty takers, if not actually the first, he's, I think he's another I mean, one. He was the penalty taker, wasn't he? Post post that Euros actually yeah. before that he wasn't. It was a Bamiang, but like. <laughs> Or even Lacazette, but I think like that was such a crowning moment as well. Um, so they obviously able to talk about Grealish's celebration, which was brilliant. And actually, I was really glad that he then his next goal was actually at World Cup, which was what a stage to kind of celebrate. Like you know, a fan just going, "Can you do this for me?" His sister's got cerebral palsy as well. Like it's quite intertwined. Into- 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 yeah, Grealish's it's story. nice. It's nice. It's, re- it's really nice. Actually. I, feel like it's, it's, I feel like it's genuine with him as well, especially oh, where his Grealish is. He's a good guy. He feels really pessimistic, but sometimes when everyone does stuff for the cameras, it sort of loses a bit of... Yeah, but, but he, really, I, can, I, think, I mean, I think, he just seems really genuine with it, you know? And I really, I think really he is, like as a person, I think that's why people like him, right? I think, yeah. like, there's a lot well, of women... My wife probably likes him for other reasons, but... I yeah. was going to say, there's a lot of women at the start of the Euros, but, like, you know, that's one <laughs> facet. But I think... Like, he is calves. I've been doing calf workout since uh, the Euros. <laughs> How's that going for you, Joe? <laughs> Not, not really well because I thought I had it down to a T, and then uh, like McDonald's and burgers and and stuff like that doesn't really help them. So all Don't the work worry. I've put in has been undone by food. Don't worry, Don't worry. Really should carry the mantle for you. But like, it was so good to see Rashford. I mean, Rashford, what was it like? It's his third touch he scored. Like, it's just quite a nice little. It's a nice. I say little story. It's a big story, but it's a nice story for the game as well. It's like yeah. actually celebrating all these positives in well i haven't seen one report i mean i haven't looked at loads of news but i've not seen one report that does the reverse of you know two years ago and now look at them bouncing back like a positive like this you know really is great it, character isn't it, Joe? yeah no, no, no i haven't yeah, I, no, neither have i neither I've have I. one positive sort of report that highlights that doesn't go into a couple of years ago but actually if i was an editor i'd say england show fight and bounce back that, that they can believe and just them players, you know, just sort of a bit yeah. sort of reminiscing and touching on it, but not in... I haven't seen one editorial page like that. And actually, Joe, that's actually really important to highlight. And actually, like, thanks for mentioning it, because I think I knew, because when it happened, I was a bit like, this is such a positive story, but I knew, obviously I work in industry, but I was like, I knew that wasn't going to be the story that they talk about, but it should be. But like, if you truly believe that, you know, you're against all this of like the discrimination. If it's really yeah, a minority, yeah. that you should you should be highlighting it. But 
again, like, you, you know, let's... like, you, you know what I'm saying? You could highlight it in a positive way, not sort of exactly come from, from this to this, but you know, sort of an undertone of that's yeah. really good. But one thing and I will say, of... the, comment, the commentators were brilliant, they were like. They were they were talking about it and they were kind of highlighting it. Yeah, also. and they weren't too over on. Um, my concern about this World Cup was that they'd keep mentioning the issues during the game, and they didn't because actually yeah. I do want to listen to the game. I don't want the whole World Cup commentary <laughs> be about how someone's LBGT hat got taken off them outside the ground. Now, yeah. I want to hear about that. So if anyone's watching, please understand what I'm saying. That is important, and I do want to discuss that, but not during the football. And, and it's not just because I'm saying, oh, there's football on, I don't care about it. It's nice. because it's because then you defeat the whole ob ob object of being able to have a spectacle because it's no longer yeah. a spectacle. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I would like to highlight as well, um, you know me, I like to call myself fair. Um, if you're watching Slab Ed, good game. Good game. I thought Maguire was good. Slab Ed, um, he actually called him that. Sorry, sorry. Oh gosh, um, yeah. It was, him, it was either calling him Slabhead or actually singing the song, but that That's probably fair. Didn't okay, fair. Out, but, um I thought he showed for someone that's been out and has had as much stick as him, we can all jump on the back of players that are uh, are playing well, but actually I want to jump on his back in a positive light, actually. Um, you know, he is still a human being and the amount of stick that he's got as well. Yeah. I think he, I think he was outstanding considering the circumstances, and um, well done, Harry. I don't know if you guys agree, but I thought he had a pretty good game. Uh, um, he looked solidish. I know what, there's one instance that I know you're thinking about, Michelle, where he maybe <laughs> could have defended slightly better. But I think overall distribution was good. He hit the bar. He was a, a threat. And but didn't he have I, a concussion at that point? Wasn't there talks that he had concussion? I mean, I'm yes, just... Yes, there was. Yeah. And, and he went off for it as well. But, yes. um, <clears throat> yeah, I think he's had so much stick. And I'm the first one to give him stick because he's not been playing well. This is the type of mentality that English people need because we seem to get in a habit of only praising really good. And I think Maguire deserves a lot of credit for that performance. Mm. Yeah. Oh. That's do you know? Do you really doesn't. No, no that's fine. If, if you disagree, that's fine. But I think I, people I, are not in football. You, I couldn't even try and begin to imagine his mentality over the last six months. I completely agree with the fact that we've got to highlight the fact that we everyone's been hating him, saying that he doesn't deserve anything. Um, he doesn't really. He doesn't deserve playing time. He shouldn't be on the plane and all that stuff. And he did have a good game, but he shouldn't be there. <laughs> like for me, I can't stand the fact that he's even let alone he's on the plane, he's on the pitch. That's the worst part for me. I cannot stand him. The I understand it's not his choice that he's been picked for England. It's not his choice that he it, it cost um United 80 million. It's not his fault that he got given the captaincy armband. Um, and I understand that there's a lot of circumstances and a lot of decisions that weren't his, but he's had a lot of stick for. But I just can't see past the fact that he's useless. He's had a good game. That's great. We know what he's like for England. But even before that, the last couple of games prior to the World Cup, Germany, he weren't exactly great. The, the watch-along we did, Joe, 
he, he, he oh, was yeah. awful. I agree so with you. Got, yeah, it got to a point where even in an England top, he was performing bad. So yeah. I, I can't see past the fact that he shouldn't even be there. I understand he did have a good game and players do have good games. And I they think do... for me, I think I for me, the, the problem is whether you like it or not, you're going to have to. Yeah, you know, who would have taken instead though, Bill? <clears throat> Tamori. Tamori. Okay, fair. And I would yeah. have too. I think it's no and different. Who? Who I else? Tamori as well. Oh, sorry, and yeah. I would have, um, possibly it would have been a toss up between Smallin and Dyer. I'm not yes, Smallin, you agree. Oh, oh, okay, fine, yeah. But fair. that's tomato, tomato. They're both as bad as each other, in my opinion. <laughs> that's what I want to suggest. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not like, oh, yeah, small in. We're going to win seven World Cups in a row. It's not like that. Um, but no, I just want to say, in terms of um, Harry Maguire, whether you like it or not, he's there. And he's. if you just take how crap he's been playing out of it, what you've got to understand is he's probably going to be a massive part. Maybe even play every game. He might get a rest now if we go through the group early, but he'll... And Gareth likes him because it suits his formation. We've not got anyone maybe as big as him to head the ball out. And I think um, it, it's a bit like working with someone who's who's not quite up to scratch. No, I, I'm just trying to think of an, an analogy. I'm not talking about any particular work or any job, but sometimes you'll work in a team and you'll have weak links. You mm. will. You'll have weak links in, in work. You'll have weak links in in friendship groups, in anything. So what do you do? Do you say that this person's not good enough? We're freezing them out. They shouldn't even be here. There are two sets of people. There's mm. one people like Billy that says, no, I much rather would say, well, how do we include this person? How do we galvanize them to, to get better? And I think we have to have that mentality. And I think if yeah. you don't, you know what? Why have England women's won a tournament and England haven't over all these years? If you want, there's loads of reasons. But if you want my fundamental reason, it's the pressure and the mentality of English people. Men. <laughs> Men. Yeah, I'll go with that. But I understand and actually agree that my mentality is not exactly the best. So for me, looking at Maguire and thinking he shouldn't even be there, I don't care. I completely get that we shouldn't be looking like that. But for me personally, that is how I think and that's how I how I see it. But how do you progress it? Because I agree with you, Bill, by the way. I don't think he should be there. I, oh, I, 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 I after the Euros. I, I, I'm not a massive supporter of this World Cup. I'm I'm gonna I've I've been firm on this point. I am not a massive supporter of England of this World Cup. I'm more excited to look at other national teams that have more exciting players that who I'm I'm more intrigued to actually watch. I'm not I I don't want Southgate in charge. I would have sacked him before the World Cup. I, the the selections he's made for the squad for me I don't think have been good enough with certain players, Maguire being one of them. The the style and formations we were playing to the build up to the World Cup wasn't excited and wasn't really enjoying. The results we got the Euros, for instance, he was the, in my opinion, he was crucial to us losing because he chucked a bunch of youngsters in the last minute on to then take a penalty that they've never taken before. You then have to look at the fact of the World Cup where 
we had a pretty easy run apart from Belgium in the group stage, which we lost to. And then the other challenge was Colombia, who I can think of, which we got down to penalties on, which in my opinion, they played well, but it shouldn't have been that close of a game. They do have some good players, but overall the quality of each team, we should be but going teams through. have won the World Cup scraping through. It doesn't matter how you get through. It's, it's, so, it's, so it just, you wouldn't have remembered if, right, if England won that Euros on penalties, you wouldn't be talking about the kids he brought on. You wouldn't be talking about how he scraped through Colombia. You would be talking with a mindset of, we got through penalties for the first time in eight years. So that's a challenge we've done that we'd never done before. Correct me if you think I'm wrong, or we won on penalties again. That's something we've not done before. Oh, he brought you. I think it's very easy to talk now when you know the events that have happened. I think the biggest mistake Gareth made was not having enough energy in the second half and, and, and being dead at 60th minute. So I would have sacked Southgate as well. But I think you can't knock what England men's game have done. And I honestly think what's in England's favour this year, and I don't think they'll win it, but what's in our favour is I don't see many squads that are miles better than us. I was going to, anyway. yes. Yeah, so the squad is, like, when I, that's why I talk about the subs, because actually our bench is quite exciting. <clears> I mean, <throat> I, I mean, arguably, like, Brazil, I mean, for me, I'm, I think they might, they're going to win it. Everyone's talking about Argentina, but I think Brazil might win it. But it's interesting when you talk about mentality, Maguire, but you often hear coaches go, experience counts for something. So it's obviously you talk about mentality, pressure. So actually, Maguire has gone through a few tournaments. He has had that stick at Man United. He, he's actually yeah. captain one of the biggest clubs, arguably, not so much anymore, in football. So actually, just his presence, because even it happens with Henderson, right, in Liverpool, like his legs are gone, but his experience adds something to the team, right? So do you not think that Maguire, it's not as much as like, he's rubbish, what does he do? It's his experience that will add something to the team. Do you not think that's valuable? Or... I, 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 would, I would take Maguire in the squad selection, but I wouldn't put him in the starting eleven. I would, When I cleared this point, my point was what I was sort of trying to make, but I didn't really get it across, was Dyer would be nowhere near. I'd have Tamori in, a young, exciting player who is... He's got more World Cups to come. Let's put it that way. Mm. And I'd yeah. take Maguire for the experience. Same with Henderson. Are they going to do a job they can do, but can do. I'm not filled with confidence by them. But the experience is there. So I completely understand that point. But I don't... Just because they've played before, I I don't see why they should warrant exactly... No, no, no. Oh, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. We're, 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 I agree this, with that. But this has been happening in England, arguably, because like David Beckham, I mean, come and shoot me if you think that, but... There was times where you're just like, actually, if you looked at that, would you have taken David Beckham? But because of experience, accolade is a good free kick taker. Even when it was coming to the end of his career, you'll still take him. Would you not? Yeah, I think arguably Beckham had a massive impact on that team, whereas McGuire don't have quite... No, no, I get it. You said something that's quite key there because all professional managers say it, experience. I think it's one of their key valuable um, traits that they look for, especially in tournament football. Yeah, hundred percent. Because actually, to be fair, you have you do have the likes of like, well, Saka was what nineteen for the 
they're young. There's that's a lot of pressure, right? That's so you what do need, looking at. Yeah, yeah, you do need that balance, right? Like, because even the Brazil team, arguably, I mean, Thiago Silva has been brilliant, but my guy's what thirty eight. So, like, and the thing is, they've got a whole host of. I mean, they've got three squads right across the world, but you do need that experience, that that control in those pressured scenarios. He will be vital. I mean, arguably, Thiago Silva has had a great season, but really and truly, you do need that calm within a team. And that's part of the reason why, like, obviously, Hendo's gone. I mean, our mid we didn't have any problems with our midfield in terms of the England selection. Like, we had quite a, a number, but you do need that balance of experience. It's so important. It's so important. Yeah, yeah. Even to sort of when you're on the back foot or, or even to be able to control a game when you're in front. It's stuff like that where maybe sometimes when you're a bit younger and you've not been involved in games like that, you can, you know, you've not got the know-how how to see it through yeah. or, or hold out. One thought though, Callum Wilson. I mean, he came on and did quite well, but are, are we happy with that selection? I mean, no. I don't totally know what. Oh wow, okay, wow. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I, will, I, I was so emotional. That came from the chest, Billy. I'll tell you something. Yeah. I'll tell you something for free. At five two up, most most I don't know a striker that would have squared that. But I think it's fantastic that he squared it. And I'll tell you what I was pleased with. Ian Arf had the legs to move. He weren't a slouch, Wilson. He, he was very quick to get onto that ball. Very quick to get on that ball. So I mean, in terms of introduction of players, it couldn't have gone any better, could it? Mm. Well, on the people we brought on. Oh yeah, definitely. That was brilliant. That was great substituting from him. Um, but do you think that, I don't know, I think for me personally, Ivan, I mean, obviously, aside from his issues, Ivan Tony, I think, would have offered a bit more, like, as a, as a tournament goes on. Direct. I think he would have offered more of a direct threat. I don't okay. think he would have offered, I don't think he would have offered more in goal scoring, because I still think okay. Wilson is, is a much better finisher than Tony. Okay, fair. Yeah, um, fair. But I think Tony offers more. I think Tony is extremely unlucky because you probably could have took Tony and dropped one of the so-called attackers into the midfield bracket of, of squad players yeah. that you bring. I think you could have potentially brought both of them and, and played a two up top. The fact Gareth didn't do that tells me that he is only ever going to play one. And I think what goes against um, Tony, in my opinion, is that Gareth's only going to play one up front. I think yeah. if he was looking for two, Tony would have gone. Where it's only one... He, he wants to swap out with the best finisher. That, that's honestly what I believe is, is the case. Because if you're going on form, Tony probably should have been the pick. It's, it's not even like... I, I look at the, the two of them and I look at Wilson and I look at Tony. And if you put Wilson in that Brentford team last season, is he keeping them up? Yeah, he done it with Bournemouth. I just... What currently the cur- current? Wilson, yeah, well, tell me that wasn't a mic drop moment because it, it ultimately was. I'm when, sorry, when, he, when did he do he that? On worst side. When did he do it though? Um, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago. He's how old? How old is Wilson? Thirty-two. Um, I think he's thirty. Could be wrong. But you know what I'm like with my ages. I'm going to say that he's 30, nearly 31. Say, you're good to your stats, man. I'm not even about to even try and go against you. I'm going to Google one. it and see what I'm like. But I, reckon, I think 30, 30. Are you 31? He might be 31, but still, Joe, I'll give that to you. 
I don't it. know how you two feel about Tammy Abraham, though. You two haven't mentioned him. Is he just not in it at all? Is he with Tony or Wilson? No, I think he's on the fringe. I think he was yeah. close. I, I, I wouldn't say he's not in it at all. I think it, it. I think he would have had to have been preferred to be the one picked out of the three, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, for me, I would have had Wilson and Tony over Abraham. He would have been my third. Wilson would have been my third. Yeah, I, it changes how everyone I speak to. I, to I would fair. have had it Tony, Abraham, and then I would have had it Wilson. I, really? I, I I don't know what it is. I, I know, obviously, with Joe, he's got his thing for he- Eddie Howe and Newcastle anyway. So he, he's gonna... no, you can't see that. He, he he's, he's 30, nearly 31. Yeah. He's nearly 31. So he's 30. <laughs> I thought he was older. I surprise um, myself sometimes. I swear on my life. I mean, it's impressive. But, impressive. I, I just don't see it with Wilson compared to the other two. I, they're both what four years younger tony's 26 seven so he's four years and tony offers you out of all three of them he offers you a direct route to go up top tony is physical he can he can bang them away as well as really hold the ball up so yeah honestly bill i think it's the one up front that 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 makes him suffer because i don't think gareth's looking to play that at all he's looking to play one up front you know the free well free up top with only one do you get what I'm saying, Shell? There's, there's yeah, not yeah. And I think if it's two strikers, I think Tony goes over Wilson. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think we'll disagree on that one. No, um, that's not my... I suppose it is my opinion, but it's not my... <laughs> you get where I'm coming from, Shell? It's not necessarily yeah. my opinion. I, just, I think Tony's been unlucky with the formation Gareth's looking to play. I sure. And I think he's just looked, right, who do I think is the best goal scorer? Because I'm playing that type of formation, and he's he's not going to play a, a two up top or or a, or a big mat, big front man. He's playing three quick people interchangeable. It suits Wilson. So who would you go for, Wilson or Tony? Tony. And I Joe. just think I, I just think I sorry I just think because as the tournament goes on, we're going to need like to dive. And actually Joe's has really touched upon it. Like in terms of that hold up play, we're going to have to diversify what, what we do up top. And I think yeah. Tony is just, and he showcased it all the way through the season. Like I think as the tournament goes on, we're going to need that because people are going to work you out. Right. I mean, we'll get on to like, I honestly don't know who I would have chose. Really? I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. It's close. I, I, oh, if I was the manager, if I had no intention, yeah, I probably would have gone Wilson for a like float of hey. But I think Tony deserved it more. I think Tony's the, the, the better player with, with with possibly another one or two tournaments. I don't know. I could have chose Tony. It's, it's am, so I, close. am I missing something with Wilson? Because I just I don't see a little bit. I do think you I are a little bit. I think I've I need to look more of Callum Wilson because I just don't see it. I think I a lot of people. Abraham are just, I, I don't even think of Wilson like at all. Yeah. And, and I think the problem put, there is he's had so much time out, Bill. I think, injury, if that's, I think that's what's phasing it for you. But yeah, if he had played consistent time. football, I think if he had played consistent football, he's a one in three man easily and yeah. at, at premiership level. So I think it's not necessarily you missing any anything and anyone else. I think most people will agree with you, Bill, that Tony should have gone. I think you'll get the minority that say Wilson. But I, I think if he had been fit, you wouldn't have been missing something. You, We might have seen a bit more from him. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on now, I want to quickly touch upon some of the big other news that we've got going on. No, England's the only team, man. <laughs> we will get back onto England in a minute. We got Saudi Arabia two, yes, in a one. So now, sorry, go on, I'm Michelle. Michelle. Yeah, go on, Michelle. Now, do you know Michelle. why? Because I I went to loads of events. Even Alan Shearer was like, Argentina's going to win it, and everyone was so convinced that they were. So this scoreline, literally, I was just like, see, anything can happen. Because everyone's like, it's Messi's last tournament. You know, it's written in the stars. I was like, that doesn't normally matter. But it was, I mean, I watched the game intermittently because I was still working it. So actually, I was working, if anyone's watching from work. <laughs> working really if your hard. boss is on, she wasn't. Yeah, but we have two screens, didn't it? We have two screens. The football was on here and then, yeah. So I was working, <laughs> FYI, pay me. Um, but honestly, fair play to Saudi Arabia. Fair play to them. Because actually, I know, Joe, I want you to talk about, obviously, their kind of tactics. But, you know, they got the day off today, didn't they? Like, literally... They were gas. I mean, it wasn't even about beating Argentina. They were like, we beat Messi. I mean, they even though they don't go any far in this competition, they're going to remember that game. It was a good. It was it was amazing. I think that's what has driven the excitement for the World Cup as well. Like these these underdogs. moment at the moment for the World Cup to make it feel like a World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I've got two points on this. The first one I'd like to say is Saudi Arabian fans, um, obviously in a. Uh, sort of Arab country, I think Qatar is. They're not drinking. Do you know what's really nice? It's actually nice for me. I've had so many people in the media complain about not drinking. There are places you can drink, just not in the stadium. Do you know what? It's their country. I don't agree with all their rules, but some of them is their way of life. And their way of life is they don't have to have loads of drink to be able to have a good time. And sometimes in the West, we believe that our culture is the right culture. When we talk about alcohol, we are talking about culture. And I thought it was absolutely beautiful moment to watch people celebrate, not because they're off their trolley after 10 stellars, because their country just achieved something absolutely amazing. And if any Qatarian who have offered our channel a sponsor, but you know, we'll see if we'll take them on board. No, but if any Arab country or um you know, anyone who just appreciates diversity is watching or watches this channel. It was lovely to see and embrace. And I, that's a strong point for me because that's how I feel. Now on to the football analysis. Saudi Arabia had their back four two, three yards off the halfway line. So they kicked off. And I said to my mate, are they lunatics? Like, they're playing Argentina and yes, you know, they won the Asian Cup. They, they, they are a bit better than they used to be. They've really improved Saudi Arabia. But what are they doing? And then Argentina scored. And then they had one, two, I think it was three goals. It might have been three goals disallowed for offside, right? Now, I didn't call a Saudi Arabia a win. I don't think anyone did before this game. But at half time, when it was one nil down, I turned to the same friend, because I've only got one friend. And I said to him, <laughs> and I said to him, if I was Argentinian, I'd, I'd be sort of thinking, Christ, this game should be done now. And it's dangerous yeah. mentality. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Saudi Arabia, because they don't look too bad and their tactics are very gutsy because they haven't got to work the ball up. They're already on the halfway line. It gives them more opportunity to have possession in the other team's half. Very gutsy. I've never seen anything like it, to be honest. 
And yeah. I mean, they won. I mean, I thought they might pinch draw it. Amazing result. And I think this is the spirit of the World Cup. And now Argentina, I think, what have they got? Mexico and Poland in the next two games, is it? They're so not even. Group stage now here with Group C. Saudi Arabia top. <laughs> 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 Who would have thought it? You, you're now at the bottom, but it is Argentina are now looking and playing at them two games. Them two games just got harder, I can tell you that, for nothing. Mm. Because when you need points yeah. out of games, Christ, is it difficult. I think the old dispatch of um, Mexico, relatively yeah. easy. I think Poland tip them up a little bit. Okay. Now, Michelle, have you got anything else to say about the Saudi Arabia-Argentina game? No, it was just great. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And everyone that said, oh, I've seen him going to win the World Cup, change your minds now. See, I, I, minds that's, now. that's one of the things. I, I, I say Brazil's going to win the World Cup. Thank I, you, Bill. Thank I you. The amount, the, amount of, the amount of class that that squad has, obviously for years now, Brazil have had a very good squad and they haven't been able to quite get it over the line um, with some of the World Cups that we have seen. But I don't know what it is about this one, but the players they've got in every position, it is mental. Um, and I don't know what this whole Argentina winning the World Cup is. I don't think Argentina have a good squad, if I'm honest. I think a lot of it goes off, like someone Just said me- earlier, I think a commentator said about it. They Because Argentina have got an unbelievable record, before this game, they hadn't lost for 35 games. And we're not talking about playing Saudi Arabia's, who obviously, no disrespect, they beat them. But like playing Brazil's, American, mm. like, big teams, they haven't lost for like 35 games. But... I think the commentator said it. It is different when you're in a tournament. It, it oh, is. Yeah. It's the same as when England have been on runs before and you think, oh, no, this is the tournament. And then they, they can't beat Costa Rica. Or it, It's very different. And actually, one thing I saw in this game, Mr. Messi, retirement at home, I think. I'm sorry. I'll take it. They don't have... Positive for England here. And I'll be saying this if I manage England. None of this written in the stars rubbish. Messi and Ronaldo do not have the powers they had. They do not. They are not as powerful. Of you course. I mean, they are older. You, 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 you run a risk, in my opinion, playing Argentina, going, oh, they've got Messi. He's not the same Messi. Yes, he's outstanding. Yes, he can have a magical moment. But he's not going to be having magical 90 minutes. He can't no. run for 20. Mm. <laughs> I think 20 is harsh. <laughs> half 22 and a half. 22 and a half. <laughs> but, no, I see your point. And I think that's this whole like narrative behind it is this whole people want the Portugal-Argentina final, Messi beat Ronaldo in the last World they Cup. Do. And I get this narrative. It would be an absolute joy to watch. It would be an experience. But realistically, it isn't going to happen. Portugal have got a good squad, a better squad than Argentina, in my opinion. Portugal are more favoured to win the World Cup than Argentina are, in my opinion. I think overall Messi's better than Ronaldo. That's my opinion. Everyone's different. Um, I agree. But Portugal, the squad they've got with Liao, Cancelo, Ruben Dij, they've they've got so many quality, top, top quality players. Whereas Argentina, I I can name a couple. You've got Messi obviously coming to the end of it. You've got Lissauro, the interstroke. Yeah. 
And Martin, let's not lie, Martinez is the number one. I mean, I love him. I do love him. Ex-Arsenal. God, I love him. But... Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Did you, did you watch, when you watch that game, you kind of thought, hmm, if yeah. actually they mm. had, like... But if they had... Mm, quality... You're not getting girl. You're not getting girl, girl. Sorry. I, don't know I mean, I sound like a hate that you left us, but I think if they had that extra... Letters, as Bill said, you could name a few in positions, but if they had a better quality... I think that would be like, oh, actually, then they're... But then if we're talking about quality, I don't think it's just... It's not just on that, because... Oh, it's not fully, but I think that's... When we look at England, people go... Look, people know about football, yeah? And if if we're going to go about quality, people are going to say, they've got Foden, Bellingham. But I don't know if you watched, I think it was PSG who played City the other year. Mbappe and all that, straight up to Foden at the end of the game to get... Like, Bellingham... Foden, Kane. If we're going to talk about talent, surely we've got to be up there. No, oh, we did say that. There's no one disputing that. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, but what I'm trying to say is I think it's about the unity and I think that's probably why Argentina have been good because they've probably been able to get quite unified, but it's so difficult in tournaments. So that is the key. I was going to say that that's the Brazil. That's If Brazil get that unity... They will be unstoppable. Yes, yeah. the but they like, haven't had that the past tournaments, have they? they They've sort of not had that at all. They've they the looked very disjointed. You know, you've had Neymar sort of showing. Yeah, but I do think really. actually it'll be interesting because obviously we haven't seen them play yet. But I think with them, if they gel, that is it. Generally, quote me now, that is it. Like generally, they've won it. I say that France look quite good. I actually watched the game. I was going to say France. France do look good. They look good. Go on. All right, Bill. Uh, uh, the only thing with France is they are missing two of their crucial players who won them the World Cup the first time around, which is their, their engine room. Their That electrical yeah. box, that spark that they had was Pogba and Kante. They mm. had that partnership. Mm, they had that, that something special between them that was really crucial, in my opinion, was really crucial in them winning the World Cup. And with I them, think they're better without Pogba this tournament. I think it's done them a favour. I think Kante's a miss. Wait, 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 wait. I'm taking them two as a partnership. Oh, yeah, because it allowed, yeah. Pop yeah, I what you're saying. Yeah, it's saying. not a point, it's yeah. not a point. I, I understand. Let's give, let's well, give not quite there, is he? <laughs> I understand, like, oh, you can take Pop out, or I understand Kante. But yeah, but you're saying the dynamic back. of them Yeah, too. the dynamic yeah. between the two of them were important and were yeah. actually crucial in the France squad. So, losing both of them, I just, I'm not that fulfilled on France. They did look good. They did get a good result, but I'm, I'm just not 100% behind them convinced so as I was. So, who's your top, I know we've probably jumped, but who's your top two then? For what? To win or be in the final or do well. I, for me, I think it's going to be a, this is going to be... Are we not going to cover this at the end? Oh, we're close oh, to the end. Sorry, I just I feel like Bill yeah, was really on that track. We're close to the end, actually. Let's all pick out our two favourites, who we think will be an overachiever and, okay. an, under, and an underachiever. Right. Before we do that, just before we do that, I want to get on to another big result. Japan 2, Germany 1. What a game. Did you guys watch it? I did. Um, I was like, in amongst working, 
Oh yeah, it's sorry, I was doing the same. Oh, yeah. I was doing the same. I was doing the same for two. Your job is to watch it. Mine isn't. Okay, so, so I'm just, I'm just going to say <laughs> that I called this result. Did you? And not only did I call the result, I called exactly what would. Um, has anyone seen Chris um, Sutton's preview for this game? No, no. I feel like he was listening to me, and that was Japan's <laughs> done well the last few tournaments. They are a very, very energetic, fit team that play a lot of short passes and are very, very difficult to sort of match intensity-wise. Mm -hmm. Germany not quite at it, although they've got some young players. They've, they've had very inconsistent results over the last couple of years. This is a banana skin. And in fact, Japan are probably the one team in this tournament that I'd say are a bit banana skinny for anyone. Yeah. Um, you're not going to beat them by sort of having a good shape and playing the ball. They are too erratic to allow you to do that. And actually, yeah. the Germans sort of thrive off playing sort of controlling football. Um, so I couldn't have actually called how the game went any better, in my opinion. I think that's exactly what happened. I think Japan are erratic, fit, getting better at football as the decades go on and fully deserve their victory. And... Michelle, what did you think of the game? The no, I thought it was brilliant. I think their fight during the game was 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 epic. One thing I do have to say, actually, which I obviously noticed in this game and all the other games in terms of, like, the added time that's added, is actually true added time. Like, it's, yeah. it's actually down to the T, which I'm like... This it's is crazy, actually... though. It is crazy, because you think about the amount of games that have that. There's so many games that have 10 minutes, but that is what's been lost. Yeah, just you look at it and you're just like that's been like people are time wasting. It's actually like counting those minutes up, which I think actually that's been a I nice. Thought it was point. Alex Ferguson just chucking him in from the side. What they're giving him a job doing the doing the board. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was brilliant to see. Like generally, like Japan, like that 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 second goal. I was just like, do you know what? And I think it was one of those things. I think I feel like this World Cup is a bit of like everyone's chip like cheering the underdog. And I mm. think everyone was just really behind, like, I mean, I say that I was in the pub watching it, but, like, everyone was cheering on Japan. Obviously, it might be the whole Germany thing, but I think they did look quite good, actually. And I think we forget, as you said, Joe, we forget how, like, they're not bad. Like, well, they're half actually the team, Half good. the team playing the German um, Bundesliga now. Bundesliga, yeah. So these players are no longer, you know, part-time doing a shot. That's no disrespect to Japan. The, yeah. the game wasn't big in there years ago. They still had players that, you know, run a hairdressers. And they did. And there's a lot of countries like that now, which are Japan's big, you know, big country. A lot of, but actually football-wise, they've, but the last few World Cups and the last couple of decades, you've seen some really good players from there. Yeah. And and I, don't if, I don't know if you had the same thought as me, Shell. They're quite erratic on the pitch. Oh, like I love it. <laughs> like, I love it. You you can't sort of control them. They call it. Oh, what's it? They they they've got a style. Their football isn't. Yeah. It? It's called like Shishvanti styles or something like that. And that's what it's sort of based around. It's based yeah. around unsettling people's karma and not allowing. Yeah, and and that bigs up um, Japan as uh, Japan as a country because Japan is all about honor and faith, and that's very much in their style of football. I'm going a bit religious here, but I'll just do deep, research. Deep, you know, <laughs> no, well, no, it's just research because when you watch a team play like them, it's not European football at all. It's, it's you know, it almost seems like everyone's had a Red Bull. And 
<laughs> just running around. But no, it was it was quite refreshing to see Germany. Because I thought towards the end that Germany was going to pile on the pressure, which they kind of did. But I think they dealt with it. They dealt with it really well, actually. Like I was that, they, had a couple of, they had a couple of breaks as well. They looked, know. you know, it's um, yeah. But like you say, I I called this one. I think I don't like. I don't want Japan. If England go through, and I I want to avoid them. <laughs> uh, quickly touching upon this game, Joe. You actually think this team's going to win the World Cup? Spain seven, Costa Rica nil. Earlier in the show, you did say Spain, you think, are going to win the World Cup. We'll get on to that. 5-0 here as well. Someone told me Later this would be a banana skin. For me, I didn't see Spain winning as clear as this. I, I thought they were going to win, but I didn't think that they yeah, were not going to seven, Yeah, I mean, I, to be fair, I, 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 I sound like a liar. I need to get my friend in here today. I said this would be a clear 5-0 win, so I weren't far off. I thought it would be quite a convincing win. I don't think Spain have got necessarily massive, talented um, people, but I think with Spain, they've got a very good level all around. And I think they've got the added benefit of maybe not being the favourites like they have been the last few sort of tournaments. Not not last one, but the few before that. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think they're sort of in that mid-top tier level, a bit like England, but they've been there and done it. We haven't. Well, we did, but a very long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, I, so you know, I did hear a, a good actual question that we're going to get onto. Now we are going to be discussing the uh, our favourites and all of that stuff. Joseph comes in with a question as well: nineties um, slash early two thousands football or nowadays football? For me, it's old school football, clear and simple. I want to watch R nine play. A full game of football that's me personally um but for me it would be yeah 90s 90s internationally 90s i agree certainly. i agree um if i'm going for club football i'm going late 90s early 2000s when when um it was that sort of free leg race with united chelsea and arsenal with like arsene wenger Mourinho. Um, Ferguson, that was good times, an exciting, yeah, that was an exciting sort of time. Um, what I want to discuss now is who quickly we think are going to be coming out of the groups. Just quickly touch upon it for me, it's going to go Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador, and Qatar coming last. Um, what Joe, what do you think the groups A is going to finish as? So I think there, I think Senegal and Netherlands will go through. I agree. Without no. even without Monet, they still look they still look all right, don't they? And Qatar. Yeah, I think, no, I think they'll beat Ecuador and I think they'll beat Qatar. Yeah. I think Qatar Senegal will have yeah. points. I think Netherlands may potentially get seven because I don't think they're brilliant and I think they'll possibly rest players in the last game. So yeah. I, I can see a Netherlands and Senegal. Group B. I think the, I think for me it's going to go England. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it to Iran, and then I'm going to go Wales. Really? And they last. No, That's- I reckon I go England, potentially USA, USA. I just feel like they've they're so gutsy. USA. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like they're so they're so like 
they're running on so much confidence. I reckon they I reckon they might sneak it. Personally. Joe, England. You know you want to say it. <laughs> say it. England USA. 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 It's either England, Iran, or England and USA. I think Wales. Oh, wow, they have to improve massively. I thought they were dreadful the other night. They were. Um, they were awful. Um, actually, to be honest with you, other than Qatar, worst team I've seen over this week. <laughs> Wales. No, no, no. I want Wales to do well. Let's. If any, I want Wales to go through with England. It's not because the British thing. I'm a British person. I would love to see them go through. They're not going through. I'm I agree. Go, do you know what? Yeah, England. I'm going to go England, USA. Sorry. Moving on to Group C now. Saudi Arabia, Poland, Mexico and Argentina. Ooh. I did not expect to see Saudi Arabia at top after the first game, I must admit. Um, <laughs> but I think I think it's still going to go. I think it's going to go Argentina. And? Poland. I agree. Then it's going to go Mexico and Saudi Arabia. I'm going to go Poland and Argentina. In so we order. agree that Poland. Oh, sorry, in the order. Yeah, actually, no, I agree. Doing with order. Sorry, yeah. doing order. Sorry, my bad. I was just, I was just naming two teams and then three four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apologies on the picture, but it's France, Tunisia, Denmark, and Australia. Uh, I think it's going to go France and Denmark. I think that's quite a clear one. Yeah, um, I agree. Thank you to disagree or agree, Joe. Oh, I think Australia. No, no, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we have Spain, Japan, Germany, and Costa Rica. Mm. I don't know though. Japan, Spain number one. Spain number one. Ja- oh, go on, Japan. Go on, say it. Say it. I'm going to back it. Japan, Germany not getting through the groups again. I think that. Yeah, I'll back that. Germany are not going through. I'm going Spain, Spain and Germany. Spain, Germany. So I'm the only one that doesn't agree. The problem, problem, this group could be a very dodgy group because I'm trying to work it out. Japan will beat Costa Rica, probably. So that's six points for Japan. Then Germany, to get six points, would have to beat Spain and Costa Rica. That's my point. That is the problematic there. But here's where it gets a bit funny, guys. If Germany do beat Spain, Spain's only beat Costa Rica. Japan takes something off Spain by Spain. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Moving on to Group F. Belgium, Croatia, Morocco and Canada. So Belgium um, just won, didn't they? Yeah, beat Canada 1-0. Was it a late goal? Or... No, they scored. I think they scored in the... Oh, I don't know, actually. Second, mm. Early second half. I'm going to go with exactly how this is set up, but I do think Canada will go above Morocco. I think I it will be Belgium and mm. Croatia. Yeah, I agree. Joe? After what I saw today, I'm going Belgium-Morocco. Oh, random. Okay. You think Morocco looked, well. I thought Morocco looked a bit tasty. The problem is, we've seen it before, You've only got three games. Yeah. You, you ha- if, you, if your first yeah, game is someone you're supposed to, The problem you've got is everyone will potentially beat Canada. Yeah. But then if everyone beats them, you go against the teams around you. And Morocco's got a draw there. 
Uh, did Belgium play Morocco last? Either either way, I'm I'm going for a surprise here. I'm going for Croatia to crash out and go home. Group G: Brazil, Cameroon, Serbia, Switzerland. Now I think mm. this is quite a close. Oh, Jim, nil, nil, look. No. This is tasty. Brazil, I think, are going to come first. But yeah. Cameroon, Serbia, and Switzerland are all. This quite is close. close. This is the yeah. closest out of all of them. I'm going to back Switzerland. Personally, I think it's going to go Brazil and Switzerland. I agree. I'm going Serbia. Hmm? Really? I'm going for a surprise. I'm going Brazil, Serbia. You go down that road by yourself. <laughs> I, I, I know. I deserve to as well. <laughs> the last group. Oh, this is tasty. Oh, this is great. Because people are going to make a mistake of South Korea underestimating them. They're similar to Japan. The Asian teams are not to be messed with. They really are not. You're trying to say Ghana's going to come last. Ghana's coming last. I'm trying to say Ghana's. I didn't say Ghana because Ghana, I I rate a lot. That's why I said South Korea. Don't underestimate. This could go any. This could go anywhere. I wouldn't like to be Portugal in this group. I've got to be honest. Think so. I I think from the bottom up, group of death. This is bottom up. Okay, go on. Bottom up is Ghana. Then it's going to go Portugal. Then it's going to go South Korea and Uruguay. I think Portugal are going to crumble in this group stage. Do you think Uruguay is going to come first? I think Uruguay are going to come first. I think it's definitely it's Portugal, number one. I would love yeah. to say Ghana, but let me just use, be sensible. I reckon it might be South Korea than Uruguay. But I'm praying actually out of this whole fixture that Ghana beat Uruguay for what they did to us. In the 2010. Yes, yes, hundred percent. I, I am with. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. need. Uh, we what, need to handball it. Yeah, they yeah. need to send the name. I don't like Uruguay. They've what? redemption. Yeah. All I want. Redemption. I, I want to see redemption from my guy, guy named oh, friends. Thank you. I, I thought that was good. What Suarez did. What? He managed, he managed. You. I don't care. Right. He. Yes, he handballed it, but he got sent off for it. It's your player's fault for missing the penalty. Yeah, but the pressure. Do you know what? If they'd if they'd won that, you know game, what? It is that Suarez is just smarmy and nasty. Anyway, no, it's true. No, I get that, Bill. In the terms of the the, the like the, like the logistics, yeah, of the yeah, play, yeah. Of course, that makes sense. But do you know how important that was? Like Ghana would be the most the, the African team to get the furthest in a World Cup. Do you? Uh, that's for me. To be robbed, I know, I know what you're gonna say. To be robbed of that by hand, a handball by Suarez, that kills. Like I can't tell you, I will never get over that. Like literally, he would never be able to go to Ghana, would he? I remember that moment. Because you reckon shirt... Suarez has ever been to Ghana since? No. Do you know the worst? And the worst thing with Suarez, I'll tell you a little story. When he was at Ajax, my auntie used to work there. She's gone in, obviously. He was apparently the nicest one out of all of them. So we're, I'm very torn, very conflicted because apparently he's quite a nice no, guy. No, your auntie's chatting. Your auntie's chatting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it is, it's heartbreaking. And I get it, Bill. I do get your point. We should have converted that penny. But that pressure flipping Big up out. auntie shell, but can't go with your auntie shell. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's, let's not distract the point that Suarez got what he deserved. He got that red card. 
Yeah. He, he didn't get what he deserved. What he, in football. In, what did he deserve? He found it off the line. <laughs> I'm scummy. joking. I'm joking, was, guys. I'm joking. It was scummy. It was scummy. It was. It was. It was. It wasn't sporting, was it? It wasn't sporting. No. For me. And even his like, reactions after it's, it was literally no celebrating the sun. Like yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't even talk about it anymore. I'm actually. I'm. Oh, he celebrated his team going through. The- Do you know what, Bill? It's fine. <laughs> Let's talk about Chelsea. How are you guys doing in the league? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm guys, it. Come on, come on, not tonight. You, you know what? I'm. I'm happy. I've liked this show just for the pure. You know, I've not had to drag you two apart. Um, right, Sorry. so who do you think is going to win? Brazil. I think Brazil. Spain, if not Spain, then Germany. No, I, I want to know if I, I want you to hear it with chest. Say one country that you believe is going to win it. Spain. And we say Brazil. Who's the runners up? Who's going to come just shy of winning the World Cup? Germany. I think. I do think France as well. Germany. Yeah. Oh. The Germans. Nah. You, I you think Germany are going to make it to the final? Yeah, we'll go Spain, Germany, final. Okay. Who do you think is going to get the World Cup golden boot? Ooh. Do you think so? I, I was going to say Benzema until he got injured. That's a, That's a big shame, isn't it? Yeah, I think Mbappe would be my thing. But mind you, Saka pulls out another. I was going to say Saka. I was going to say Saka. Mate, you can win it with four goals because there's a lot of teams that play like front threes now. So it's not like one player. You four or five goals can win you it. So he's, he's in with a shot. But no, I'm going to go Mbappe. I'm going to say Saka. I think it will be awful for the whole world. Big up my man, Oliver. But if Giroud was to win it, I, I just wouldn't want that. I'm sorry, Giroud. Would I? I love Giroud. He's I... got enough props now. He's be, uh, is he beating or he's equal to Thierry Henry's record now, right? Oh, yeah. He's he's brilliant. Such he's going to beat it. He's going to beat it. Let him have that. Give the golden boot to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Someone else I... deserve him. Exactly. I think it's going to be... I, I want to say Neymar, but... That the Brazil attack, there's so many talents that's able to score goals. I don't think it will just be one significant player that will be able to like def- define it. Mm, uh, I'm thinking, can I just say as well? I'm gonna say Son. Hmm? That's Son, left. that's left, but fair. No, that's just a. No, leave him. Leave, no, but, no, but leave no, him. What's wrong with that? What's yeah. wrong with that? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with they're it? not going to progress through far enough to have enough games, and they've got a difficult group where if they're going to win, it's going to be by a very slender margin. There's no way it's going to be Son. If it's no. Son... Name me another South Korean player. If it's Son, I'll buy you a ticket to Stanford Bridge. Right, <laughs> Dill. <laughs> That's brilliant. If it's not, if it's not Son, I I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, when I look if at teams, if it's not Son, you have to say Joe or Don on one of our shows. Just say Joe. You, you I tell you what, I will make. Mm, no, I won't make that deal. 
he's not confident on his own bets, is he? I was going to say I'd wear an Arsenal shirt, but there's so many people that can win the Golden Boot. I'm not willing to put no, all my no, way. that's a bit far. Yeah, but you should do that. Mm. And also, that isn't for me. That isn't for me. That's more for Shell. For me, yeah, we're yeah. Saying, we're a team. We're a team. You know, I like to mix it up a bit. Has anyone noticed? There's no eggs anywhere. Yeah, it's a shortage. No, okay. it is not a shortage. It is an argument between supermarkets and farmers. Oh, so it is a shortage, but it's not because there's a shortage of eggs. They're just beef between the, the farmers and the supermarkets. Fair. The supermarkets are being naughty. Supermarkets mm. have risen their, risen their costs with inflation to like, let's just say, thirty percent rise, but they've not passed any rise onto the farmer. Joe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, Where was, I'm going with this is I had, to, like... I had to find these eggs. Four pound. Sorry. They're normally I normally buy ten eggs for one pound forty in the shop. Joe. Four pounds. <laughs> can, I, can I let you in on a little secret? Yeah. I've got five chickens in my back garden. I get five fresh eggs every day. So I don't oh, I'm not interested. Is... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's not got no sort of no, You must eggs. be spitting feathers. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's so good. Uh, anyway. Back to, we got, Sorry. I so you should be. I'm completely baffled now. I've lost my brain. Who do we think we're going to th- underachieve in the World Cup? Portugal. I don't think they're making it out of the group. Germany. Portugal. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Joe. Finally, I get you to agree with me on something. Yeah, I know. I don't know what we're Who do we going to overachieve? Denmark. Japan. No, I think Japan think, as well. No, South Korea. I think Japan. I think I reckon they're going to go. They're going to go far. I think that. Do you get what I mean, Shell? In terms of it was such a good game. You give. You can't sort of control the game against them because they're so fit and erratic. I think the way mm. to beat Japan, if I'm honest with you, is sort of play the same back, and you've got better players. So you're just more attacking. Japan are the type of team you could just. Play end-to-end football, but you're you're confident that your quality will put more goals away. If that makes sense, so mm, you can sort of battle yeah. them sort of four-five-one. I think World Cup games are so cagey where no one wants to lose. You don't want to lose in a group game because then it's hard work to get out of the group. You don't want to lose in a knockout game because you're out. So it's a bit cagey, and I think Japan use that to their advantage. We spoke about the um, golden boot for the World Cup. Who's going to get the golden glove? Or the clean sheets, if you will. I, mm. I'm thinking. Alison, yeah, yeah, Brazil. You've got the likes of Thiago Silva, Bremer from Juventus. You've got Eder Militao from Real Madrid. They've got some quality defenders. I can't see many people breaking through that. Okay. No, I'll go Alison, and and possibly um, maybe Spain. <laughs> Maybe so. No, I don't think England will get it. Definitely not. No. I think England will have to score to win games. Obviously, they have to score, but I mean, more than one. Yeah. I think they'll have to score a couple against Wales and, and America. No, I don't think we're going to be many clean sheets at all, actually. That's that's probably the one thing I'm a little bit concerned about. Who do you think going to be... Golden assist, man. Sure. Playmaker for the World Cup. Harry Kane. You think so? 
I think he'll get one or two goals and four or five assists. I think he'll have a... Yeah, I think he'll be the... I'm sure they do give an award for assists. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do, don't they? I think that'll be Harry Kane. I'm sure he got two the other night. I think Neymar... I'm thinking Brazil squad, but I'm thinking more midfield, like Lucas Paquette, maybe, mm. or someone in the midfield who is able to pass to anyone up front and they'll score. I'm just trying to think how many assists did um. I'm thinking who else? Mr. Hurricane. Yeah. What Spain midfield? I know they've got Pedri. Um, have they taken Busquets? Asensio. Well? Asensio's not bad, yeah. I'll tell you what, whilst Joy's figuring that out, Michelle, mm-hmm. who do you think's going to be the overachieving player in the World Cup? Who's going to have this unbelievable season from a player that we may, like someone who we didn't expect from? Player-wise, player-wise, player-wise. Gabriel Jesus. I don't know if he'll play that much, though. I think, do you know what? Giroud's up there. He's already started, I reckon. I I don't know how much I would have expected Giroud to have that. I mean, he's only played one game. But I think now he's got this record to break. I think we'll see. And obviously, Benzema's not playing. I think he'll come into his own. Yeah. Personally. Joe. Who do you think is going to be the overachieving player in the World Cup? Oh, who's the chap? I think it will be. See, Gakpo for the Netherlands. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's not bad, actually. I think he scored fifth. Uh, he had fifteen goal contributions in nine games in the Eredivisie this season when it kicked off. He he was the one that looked okay. I, I thought. Um, Holland looked quite average, to be honest, but he looks really tasty. Cody Gakpo is an exciting... I think he's only 24, 25 as well. He's a young... I know Arsenal were interested in him for a little while um, before. But, yeah, that is the show, guys. Yeah, Kane Um, got two assists the other night. I'm sorry, he got two. So, Kane got two assists. So, you think Kane's going to be the playmaker? Yeah, I think he's got a really good chance. Now, guys, it's been a show that has been <laughs> full of disagreements, agreements, um, but hopefully you'll But what what should we say next week? Same time again next week? Yeah, I'll be fresh what? from Qatar so I can yeah. provide some. Over next week. Um, before we all go, literally, I just want the score. That's it. England, USA, Bill? 4 0. Shell? I'm going to go 4 1. USA. I'm going to go 2 0. Guys, it's been a great episode as always. Thank you for tuning in and take care and have a good one. Bye, guys. Searching for players, searching for clubs. Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHawk. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHawk on Google Play or visit our website at matchhawk.com. Truly a great match, MatchHawk. 
This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.